Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 32nd Cosmic Navigator show. And I thought about it. 32 is actually a pretty auspicious number. 32 is uh, in the tree of life. It's the number of paths between the 10 spheres. So they call 32 paths of wisdom. I'm not saying that we had 32 shows of wisdom, but at least we're trying our best. So I'm back from New York. It was an amazing uh, visit for me. It combined a lot of um, great things about a journey, adventures, and a lot of good work, meeting with really interesting people. Uh, my co-teachers in uh, the Omega retreat were really, turned out to be really amazing Athenas. I call them my Minervas, very wise women who wrote amazing books. I'm going to send uh, in the email that I'm sending you the conversation from today. I'm going to send you their books and their information that you can maybe start looking into what they're doing. Really amazing work. And also I had uh, the pleasure of working on Laura Day's garden. It's been a while since I actually worked in the garden. I mean, I have a garden, but it's already worked out. So it's kind of nice to come to a, a place that needs more uh, more plants. And I forgot how how healing it is to work with the earth. You know, I'm not a potter and I, um, I'm not a sculptor, but it's, I miss that feeling, that sensuality of Taurus and Mercury was retrograde in Taurus and Taurus is the earth and I felt like I'm returning back to my roots as a farmer, uh, even in this lifetime, but I'm sure in past lifetimes. I mean, most of us, quite frankly, in our past lifetime regression would have encountered one or two lifetimes where we actually worked the earth, or the earth worked out us, in a sense. So Mercury is retrograde, but guess what? His granddad from his father's side, I guess he's his parental, um, or parental you call it, or uh, fraternal, fraternal granddad, uh, Saturn is going retrograde. So... It seems like this kind of uh, heavenly family always has to have somebody member goes backward as they try to gather because uh, Saturn is now going to be retrograde until October 24. And in October 30th this year, Mars is going to go retrograde, which is another one of his grandchildren. So and that's going to last until the middle of January 2023. So we are caught by this um, endless uh, retrograde motion, but it's okay. We also have a reverse gear or shift in our uh, car, so we need it in order to park. So I guess for parking our energies one place or another, we do need retrogrades every once in a while. And now that I think about it, it's the first time I actually think about it. So thanks to you guys for making me talk, uh, if not to myself, at least to some of you guys. And uh, yes, we need retrogrades. Without retrogrades, we can't park. So that's why we have Mercury retrogrades, Mars retrograde, Venus retrograde, Saturn retrograde, Uranus retrograde, North retrograde, everything retrograde. But really, it is a symbol that we cannot live in the few in the past, in the sorry, in the present, and even understand the future without having some reference to the past, uh, without looking uh, backward. So that's the retrograde. So the retrogrades of the planet, they're not all the time. You know, even Saturn, which is a very slow planet, it retrogrades only for four and a half months every year. It's kind of nice of him. He lives uh, a few months that he's going direct. So we need retrogrades in order to, A, understand where we're coming from, understand the past, respect the past, in order to know where we are right now and where we would want to be and where we would not want to uh, return to. And the retrogrades, maybe, and what happens in retrogrades remind us of, A, what we need to 
remember or collect from the past and also what we do not want to bring with us to the future. In the case of the United States, it was very, very clear that we do not want to bring into the future all these crazy shootings uh, that people tend to be um, doing lately here. And the retrograde in this sense was very, very deadly. Usually retrogrades, you know what? Usually in the past, retrogrades and mercury retrogrades were more like tricks and uh, things that could make you laugh uh, when you look about it uh, retrospectively, but no more. And I think that that's the same thing about the weather. Oh, the weather was really nasty. Uh, and we had a terrible storm. Now when we have terrible storms, we're already starting to recognize that maybe these storms were not supposed to be there and it's maybe our doing. So I think that this is as above, so below. It's also reflected in what's going on with the planets and with us. So I think that all of these retrogrades, especially of personal planets like Venus, like Mars, like Mercury, are becoming more and more serious, more and more deadly. And because of that, I really want you to pay attention to the shadow. So I've decided also based on um, uh, my time, I spend a lot of time with Laura Day, my good friend, and she does these Instagrams every morning that I really recommend at, at Laura Day Intuit. So uh, check them out. It's kind of random whenever she decides to do it in the morning and wake up. It's a really uh, interesting uh, in Instagrams in the morning that can really set you up for the whole um, day. But what I've decided and I've noticed that uh, people have a lot of questions and sometimes I get caught up with talking, talking, talking and not uh, paying attention to your questions. So what I'm going to do from next week, I promise, uh, even though I think I'm going to be in Yosemite next week was my uh, with the help of the good Lord and his lady, my niece and her husband, which I love tremendously. I actually wed them uh, a few years ago in Israel are coming to visit uh, COVID permitting and etc. So I might be doing it from Yosemite if there will be connections. So if I'm in and out or if I look like a tree, it's most likely either I was transformed by Morgan the, the, the witch into a tree. That's what happened to Merlin. So it's not a bad thing, actually. And if I'm able to do it, I'll do it. I most likely will do it. And then what we'll do is a different format because we passed 32 times, 32 paths of wisdom. We're going to do it half an hour of me talking without listening to anybody. And then 15 minutes, uh, 20 minutes or so that we can look at questions as well as that 10, 15 minutes where we look at the week ahead. So it's going to be a little bit more balanced. And we'll try it out. And what I'll do is I'll do it with my uh, iPad so I can actually read what you're saying. Uh, without using uh, a telescope because now I can see a little bit what you're saying there in live Instagram and it's not that easy but with the zoom of course it will be the same and I will send it off and I will also post it so a few things uh, that I want to talk about with the retrograde again I'll send all of this uh, as a um, as an email also, as a newsletter, as a blog, because in the last 10 days I was so focused on doing readings in Brooklyn and then being in Omega, so I slacked on the writing. But I promised to uh, do that, and I'm supposed to start writing the 2023 book, so there's quite a lot of stuff I promised myself and you guys to do. But with retrograde, so yes, we are now in Mercury direct. So yes, you can start new businesses, new relationships, meet new people, sign documents, etc. But, you know, but, the but is very important. And it's B-U-T, not B-U-T-T, even though it is kind of Mercury's but. And Mercury's but is Mercury's shadow. This is another thing I just thought about. You know, Mercury uh, has a but. Usually it's exposed uh, because in the sculpture he's kind of naked, except his hat with his little wings. So Mercury is B-U-T. TT is Mercury's shadow. 
so yeah, we've been watching Mercury's bat for the last three weeks because he was retrograde, so we saw him from behind. But now what's happening is until June 18, Mercury is in his shadow, meaning that he's located in the part of the zodiac where he used to retrograde in. That's where he walked uh, backward. So it is important to pay attention to. In the past, I told you, I don't want to have astrology uh, be your source of paranoia or your source of anxiety. It's supposed to help us. It's not supposed to stress us. And I don't want astrology to be another source of news that makes people very uh, stressful. So, but still, we need to make to be aware of what is going on. So, this is how it works. Mercury is now going direct, but in Taurus. Taurus is an Earth sign. It's Earthbound. It's a fixed Earth sign. Mercury doesn't like fixed things. Mercury does everything he can to change the way we think, to change uh, situations, to, to deliver messages. It involves a lot of movements. I mean, the guy had wings on his hat and wings on his ankles. And ankles, again, is Aquarius. Aquarius is a fixed air sign. And uh, the head, especially this part, is ruled by Gemini because of the nervous system, Aries. All of these energies are about movement about change. So when Mercury is in Taurus, a fixed earth sign, he's not super happy because he's not allowed to fly as fast as he could. It's almost like a balloon that has too much sandbags. And what's happening in June 13 is that he's cutting his uh, sandbags and he's able to lift himself upward. He's able to fly high. And that's going to happen from June 13, which is what? A week or so. So from a week or so, you're going to feel like the energy is moving faster. Yes, we're out of retrograde right now. We'll see another thing in a second when we talk about Saturn. But still, it is talking about a period where up until June 13, it will be like walking in the marshes, a little bit um, uh, slow. After that, in June 13, it will get much faster, but still we are driving in the shadows. You know, I was driving back and forth from uh, Omega uh, to uh, Woodstock, where Laura's Day's house is, and you have these highways, the highways, you have these roads there where they tell you 30, 20 miles per hour, 40 miles per hour. And they're really, really strict there. They actually stop you if you're going faster. And one of the reasons is because there's no light and it's a country road. And in the country road, with all due respect to your very fast car, very fast Mercury, you can't really drive too fast. There's an occasional deer, cow, a squirrel trying to cross the road and you might do damage to Mother Nature. So Mercury in Taurus is a country road drive very slow with the police lurking in the shadow. So that's what's happening until June um, 13. June 13, Mercury is allowed to take his car and push out or pull out the wings and fly high and take off, lift himself. So from Mercury, from sorry, June 18, we're going to have Mercury, sorry, Mercury going direct, but at least in Gemini, and it is his sign, and he's going to be super happy about being that. That's when things are moving much faster. From June 13 until June 18, June 18, he's getting out of the shadows, and everything goes much much faster. So. Again, we're going to have a better energy moving forward uh, after June 18. And the biggest opening is June 21 when we're going to have the solstice. And the solstice, if you're in the northern hemisphere, it is, of course, the summer solstice, the longest day of the year. If you're in the uh, southern hemisphere, you are experiencing the shortest day of the year. But regardless, it is considered to be the gateway of humanity. 
It's opposite to the gateway of the gods, which is the solstice that happens in December. Remember, that's a time where Apollo and Artemis and Mithras and Natis and Jesus supposedly were born. So that was the time that the goddess gave birth to the child of light. And now what's going to happen is that it's giving birth to you. That's the reason why, by the way, it's the first day of cancer, June 21. We'll talk about it all in a few weeks or next week. And it is the baptism. It is the baptism of cancer. Cancer is a cardinal water sign. Don't forget, it's the first water sign that appears in the zodiacal year. We had Aries, which is fire. We have Taurus. We went through, which is earth. We are now in Gemini, which is air. And the first sign that kicks in with water is the last one, cancer, before we go back to Leo, which is another fire sign. So what we're seeing in the 21st of June is a awakening of the hum- human inside of you. The, uh, the child is born. The child is being baptized. So again, if you're thinking about starting projects now, it works. No worries. But you have to be aware that it's going to take a long time for it. It's like uh, it's going to be in the incubator for a while, the baby. And then at the uh, 13th, the baby is going to move into uh, out of the incubator, but still under supervision of the midwife and the doula. And then in June 18, you take the baby, your project, whatever it is, your relationship, at home and introduce it to the rest of the siblings. And in June 21, you go to uh, the temple, the church, the synagogue, the woods, uh, the oak grove, whatever your religion preferences and you baptize the baby with the water of June 21 which is the solstice and on June 21 by the way I am going to do a class to baptize us completely into cancer so even if you're not a cancer and interested in knowing what cancer is all about and how to deal with that I posted that I put it just now the link for um the class that we have on June 21, 9 a.m. in Los Angeles time, and there will be a recording about cancer and how to baptize yourself with certain techniques that even come from uh, Santeria. We'll talk about uh, Ushun a little bit. So that is the rundown of the Mercury retrograde that we just experienced. Um, Am I recording this? Yeah, thank God. Anyway, so besides that, what we have is Saturn retrograde. And for that, I wanted to share something. But before we get into... um, the Saturn retrograde, which will give you certain dates that are important to pay attention. Uh, I want to uh, talk about a few things I collected for you uh, for us to... from current time. Yeah. So first of all, I was in Omega when I read these news uh, about what was going on in all over the world in... That weekend, I think it was the weekend of uh, May 30th, if you were flying or trying to fly uh, in U.S., airline canceled about 2,500 flights in Memorial uh, Holiday Weekend. In Dublin, Gatwick, Manchester, there were thousands of people that couldn't actually catch their uh, flights. I know from my niece now that she's every day anxiously looking at the email to see if her El Al uh, flight from Israel is not canceled. It's nothing to do with um, COVID this time. It just has to do with people. It has to do with Mercury retrograde. And apparently they don't have enough staff. I mean, not enough people in the world. I mean, we have 8 billion people and they complain about, um, oh, immigration, they're going to take our jobs. What jobs? There's not enough people to even uh, process you in the airport. So obviously we do need some um, men and women power. Uh, But, you know, uh, that's part of Mercury's butt. 
Another interesting thing that happened is uh, Putin. Putin, of course, as we mentioned here many times, Putin um, uh, talked about how his uh, invasion to Ukraine, of course, we just passed during Mercury Retrograde, the 100-day war that was supposed to be only three days, if you remember from what Putin said. And here it is a nice picture of someone showing off their uh, the symbol of the unit that actually is gay, lesbian, bi, and transgender unit that um, uh, this is kind of a, the symbol or signa that they found for themselves. It's a unicorn. You can see that he's demonstrating it without even noticing, extending his Saturn finger over. And Saturn finger, of course, you know, this is the Saturn finger. It's almost like he's giving Putin the finger because don't forget that the reason why uh, Putin and Russia went to war against Ukraine is, of course, to weed out all the Nazism from there, right? So this is really interesting that we have uh, Russia attacking Ukraine to take out all the Nazis from there. And uh, while Ukraine has gay and lesbians in the units fighting, and we have a Jewish uh, president, uh, of course, in Ukraine, that doesn't matter for uh, Putin. And yet we found out that the Wagner uh, group, uh, which is Putin's shadow force, is really doing all of the uh, messing around in Africa. Uh, they also were created in 2014 for uh, uh, to take over the first war with Ukraine. And if you think about uh, the Wagner name, uh, the Wagner, of course, was uh, Hitler's favorite composer. And a uh, Part of this whole thing about them is that they use a lot of ancient Norse symbols that are favored by white extremists, and they actually are neo-Nazis. So it's kind of interesting that the army, the Putin's private army, is neo-Nazi, that fighting against Ukraine, which is supposed to be Nazis, but actually they are Jewish and uh, gay and lesbians. Maybe they have some Romanis, and soon maybe they will have also a black unit there. So anybody that Putin, that um, Hitler used to put in concentration camp, ah, put in. Yeah, so Hitler used to put in concentration camp. Now Putin is putting part of his uh, forces. It just goes to show that Mercury retrograde also reveals the stupidity and idiocy of us all. You know, so during Mercury retrograde, you can expect Mercury to reveal to you your nonsenseness. And that is something that made me think about a very interesting sentence from, uh, I think it's from the Talmud. It's, uh, it's very difficult to translate, but in Hebrew, it's really funny when you say it because it's only three words. And two of these words are the same. It's basically in Hebrew, haposel bemumo posel. Haposel bemumo posul. Or haposel bemumo posel. No, amumo I'm sorry, sorry, I'm getting a little bit momo. Haposel bemumo posel. Basically, it's, same, it's almost the same thing as it takes one to know one or pot calling a cattle a pot. But it's very, it, in Hebrew, it's beautiful because it's only three words. And I told you, two of these words, as you can see, are the same. And basically what he talks about is that we have a tendency to judge people in the very things that we have ourselves to work on. So Putin is uh, very much dabbling, 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 or working with neo-Nazis, and therefore he will call everybody Nazis. You know. Now I thought about it. Okay, so why are you doing it? And then I thought, you know, to be honest and to be absolutely confessed to you guys, now that we're talking about Mum, uh, Posel, Mumo Posel, um, 
I had a little bit of a Nazi period. I think it was when I was 17 or 18. And it was in Israel, which, you know, I wasn't like a neo-Nazi or anything. But there was a period that I was really um, trying to rebel. And in Israel, to rebel is definitely to, uh, uh, to be a little bit of a Nazi. And it's not like I wanted to put Jews in concentration camps because obviously I'm a Jew and I was in Israel. But there was a period in uh, high school when we studied about the, the World War II. And I used to uh, volunteer to read from the book uh, speeches or things that Nazis said. And I used to do it on purpose in German accent, like reading it in Hebrew and German accent and sometimes doing the salute. I know it's terrible. And of course, I was kicked out of the class and my mother had to uh, uh, come and, and save me. It wasn't really saving me a lot of time. It was actually reprimanding me even more because she was a teacher. Long story. But what I'm trying to say is that, yes, uh, and even I, what I'm doing here about Putin is because maybe in my past I had a little bit of uh, that attitude when I was growing up, but I grew out of it. I don't remember who it was that said that um, if you're not a communist when you're younger, was it Oscar Wilde or was it uh, Churchill? Somebody of that cal caliber said something like, if you're not a communist when you're younger, you're really a terrible person. And if you continue being a communist when you're an adult, you're a stupid person, something like that. Um, that's what happened to me. Another thing that happened, uh, Turkey is no longer Turkey and it is called Turkiye. I, I don't pronounce it very well. I don't have the two that uh, German has and Turkish has. Uh, Turkiye, I think it's how you call it. I think that for a while they tried to do it because the president of Turkey didn't like the fact that Turkey is named very similar to another bird that is being eaten in the United States every year religiously on Thanksgiving. So the United Nations says that the request from Ankara capital of Turkey, it is accepted to immediately affect, and you can see all there already in, in the UN that Turkey is no longer Turkey, but Turkey. That's the way you say Turkey in Turkish, which I think is totally legit. But why do you do that? Um, by why? You see, in Mercury Retrograde, still affected when I was doing this slide during Mercury Retrograde, I wrote by why during Mercury Retrograde. But I meant to say, but why doing it during Mercury Retrograde? That's not the wisest thing. Turkey used to be a place that um, astrology was very, very dominant, especially in the period after, up, a few, up until like 100 years ago or so. Um, it's a very mystical place, so it is very connected to the above. Why did they do it during Mercury retrograde? It's not the best time to do that. Or maybe someone can say, you know what? Mercury retrograde is a good time to go back to the original name that we wanted our country to be called. Well, let's see if it catches and... People will tell you, where you, where did you go? Uh, and I will say, I'll try to do it. I'll try to do it out of respect to Turkey. And I will start saying I'm flying to Turkey uh, in the summer. I'm actually going to be in Turkey. That's true. I'm going to be there. When am I going to be there? June, July. July 7 until the 20th or something like that. So if you're in Turkey, I will see you there with the help of the good Lord and his lady. So that's, again, another thing that happened to us during Mercury Retrograde. Another thing that Mercury Retrograde revealed to me lately is how it shows our dumbness, let's say this. And here in the United States, we had a lot of issues, as you know, with uh, shootings and with assault rifle number 15. 15, by the way, in the tarot card is the devil. So that um, assault rifle, the devil assault rifle, which is um, AR-15, was used in a lot of these shootings. And it's basically assault 
assault weapon. It's designed to assault, right? So the Republican representative Ken Buck, which is kind of funny because he's kind of uh, trying to be a farmer and I think his mind bucked him off, uh, dismissed a proposal to regulate AR-style rifles, assault rifles, uh, uh, the weapon of choice for mass shooting as small-minded. Why? Because without them, Buck claims ranchers could be completely defenses against raccoons. And I thought about it. You need to be, you need to have an assault weapon to deal with raccoons. I mean, your ancestors lived in the same place and dealt with raccoons with arrows, with shooting, with regular guns. I don't know. Um, they managed. And not only that, just north of you in Canada, they already banned 1,500 types of assault rifles. And they manage with the raccoons, which I'm sure are just as many in Canada as in the United States, unless all of the raccoons left Canada and immigrated to America, you know, like the illegal immigrants that everybody, everything, everybody does all the time. So it's kind of interesting. That also happened during Mercury Retrograde. And now let's take a closer look at Saturn retrograde because it started yesterday, today, depends where you are in the world. And today, yesterday, and a little bit tomorrow, depends where you are again, you have Saturn stationary. Remember, every retrograde that you see uh, or not see or know about starts with two days of stationary. Basically, what happens, like any driving situation, if you want to go reverse, you can't just go reverse if you're driving on a highway. You have to slow down, stop put it in reverse mode, and then go backward. Even if uh, we had special kind of uh, gears that you can immediately pass it without stopping, you will have to stop because you're changing direction. So anyway, you change direction, whenever you change direction from left to right, above, below, masculine, feminine, uh, direct, retrograde, you have this stationary the stationary mode which is where you're not retrograde and not direct when you're not masculine and not feminine when you're not above and you're not below that is that liminal place we talked about the place where magic exists it's because it's it's neither nor and because you're neither nor you are not bound by the rules of physics and therefore magic happens so you can say that the stationary mode are places where magic happens. So yes, magic happens. I wouldn't plan on that magic because it is the liminal place. Liminal place has no rules, so you can't have cause and effect. Oh, I wanted that. I want to have that, so I'll have that. That's a rule. That's if, then. But we're talking about liminal place. So now we are in the Saturnian liminal place. So yesterday, today, tomorrow, if you feel sad, if you feel down, if you feel depressed, it's temporary. Don't take it personally. Don't take any pills if you can. I mean, if your psychiatrist told you to take, take. But I'm just saying this is not something you should start in during stationary. Because a lot of time when you start something during stationary, it can get stuck. Literally, it can get stuck, right? When something goes direct, it's moving direct. Something going retrograde, we told you. It's not, it's not going to happen for a long time because it could return into nothing. But when something is in stationary, it can get stuck. So wherever, whatever is happening during Saturn stationary can get stuck in Saturn stationary. It's like whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. You know? So whatever happens in stationary stays in stationary. So you have to be a little bit more aware of it, a little bit more careful with it. So today, tomorrow, just be a little bit more careful. Don't try not to do too many things. Anyway, we're in Mercury shadow, right? So just try to be a little bit more patient. Anyway, today is Sunday. Now, Monday, Tuesday, it's going to be a little bit easier to push things forward. So 
June 6 until 21, it's going to be retrograde. But again, Mercury is re Saturn is retrograde four and a half months in a year. So we can't live our life all the time in anxiety and fear about what's happening up there and how it manifests down here. We always have to take things in proportion. But between June 6 to October 21, we have Saturn retrograde. Now, what Saturn retrograde is? Again, it's half of the year almost. So you've been living it almost of half of your life almost. Like, let's say... Um, a bit less than half of your life, let's say a third of your life, a little bit more, you've been living in Saturn retrograde. So it's not like you have to be super uh, anxious about it, but it is a time where the Lord Karma is a little bit more intense. Now, what retrograde planets basically mean is that the source of whatever that planet represents is inside of us, or the direction is coming from in out. That's why intuition is so strong during this time, in retrograde in, in general, because there is this ability to bring things from inside outward. So that's the idea behind retrograde. Uh, when the planets are going direct, they're not influencing, but they're correlating from processes, and they're showing us that from outside. It's like we're seeing something outside of us. It's, we're receptive to that energy. When retrograde is happening, it, it's coming from inside of us, or the planet is a mirror image of what it is, or what's going on with the planet is a mirror image of what is going on usually. It's like inverted image in a sense. So it means that during this period of Saturn retrograde, Saturn represents construction, it represents maturity, it represents duty, it represents discipline, persistence, endurance, structure. So all of those things you can say are, are need to come from inside. So if usually you go to your personal trainer, to your dietitian, to your boss, to your supervisor to be told what to do, now you have to find that from inside of you. You have to find your discipline from within, which is not so bad. I mean, you're training yourself in a sense. One of the best things to do during Saturn retrograde or retrograde in general is to try a different approach. In movies, we call it plan B. Plan A, you started in the end of the first act, right? And then you have the whole second act, which is a, your plan A. Plan B will be your third act. So plan B is, okay, we tried that. It didn't work. It created a lot of problems. Let's try a different approach. So instead of pushing through the same idea or the same the same way we did it before, try to change your attitude. Try to do something differently, especially with Saturn return, Saturn, sorry, Saturn retrograde. And because Saturn is about ambition and about career and about success and about uh, your status in your community, that again, all of those can also change and make it a little bit different. So again, pay attention to that retrograde. It's overall not too bad. October 22nd to 23rd, again, it's going to be stationary. So at that time, if you can remember to be a little bit more quiet, and then after October 24, it's going to go direct. That's the path of, that's the path of Saturn with everything that has to do with um, the retrograde. But there's a few dates, and I'm going to send it to you in your email, so don't worry, uh, when things can be a little bit more tricky. So middle of August, if you can remember, we're going to have Saturn opposite to the sun, and that's the good father versus the bad father, or the idea of your boss that's always been nice might be a little bit less nice, or your boss might be changing and there's a new boss who doesn't like you so much, or there might be that your immediate boss is great, but the one above him is uh, not the best, or back and forth. Don't forget, Saturn is the father that devoured his own children. You know, it's kind of like a cannibalistic father. So we always have to be a little bit tricky with father figures or figures of authority or people who uh, 
it, it direct our life. So it doesn't have to be also father. You know, sometimes in astrology, they even look at Saturn as the grandmother or somebody who is controlling or somebody who is above us that create pressures. It doesn't have to be a father figure. It could be also a mother figure. But then they behave more like the archetype of the father. Um, so around middle of um, August, be a little bit more aware of it. Be a little bit more careful. So if you're trying, to, also if you are a father to a child or if you're a father to a company or if you're parenting a project, be extra nurturing and patient. Uh, end of August, we have Saturn opposite to Venus. That could be a little bit tough with relationships. So all relationships might go a little bit tough. Legal affairs might be off. Finance might be a little bit more challenging. So be a little bit more careful about these things. And then the end of September, we have Saturn squaring Mars. There could be aggression. There could be wars. There could be injuries. Uh, you have to do everything you're doing much slower because Mars will just want to jump into things, but it's not the best time for that. And also at the same time, September, October, like I told you in the book, that that's the last square or almost square of Saturn in Uranus, which was covering all of 2021. That was very intense and difficult. And it's returning one last time. So you can expect a lot of challenges around that, um, especially when Mercury is going to retrograde between September 9th to October 3rd. Uh, October 22nd, 23rd, once again, it is stationary. So that's the rundown of Saturn retrograde. Some of you wanted to know. And again, uh, once I put it, I'm, I'm going to write it today or send it to you today or tomorrow. Just don't get depressed today and tomorrow. And don't get depressed if I don't send it to you. Don't get depressed if you read it and I did send it to you. Just just be nice. Just be nice to yourself. And I was thinking also about, uh, yes, June is a Pride Month. And it is interesting that it's celebrated during June. Because it is the time of Gemini. And remember, Gemini are the twins and Gemini are androgynous. So it's the connection between the right and the left hemisphere. And usually what it means is that during Pride Week, we are connected to that in us which is different, that which in us which is a little bit more unique, that can create mutation, changes, changes of perspective. So... That celebrated. And I've noticed that a lot of the holidays are actually celebrated in the right time. For example, Cat Day, International Cat Day, goes uh, happens in during Leo. Um, uh, Labor Day happens during Virgo, at least in one country. Mother Days usually happens in in, Gem in Taurus, which is Mother Nature. Earth Day happens during Taurus, which is of course Mother Nature. So a lot of these holidays that really stuck actually stuck, and I think became very successful because they are celebrated in the right time, astrologically speaking. So if you plan to do any event or anything in your chart or sorry, in your year and your planet, it would be good to kind of pay attention to when you're doing it, what sign you're doing it so that it actually makes sense, especially if you can plan your year, especially if you're an event organizer, try to connect that event to whatever sign is taking place. And that way you can plan it. And then you at least get some help from the like attracts like concept. Now let's look at uh, what's going on this year. Um, let me see if there's any question of Napoleon to Churchill. If you're not a liberal at 20, you have no heart. If you're not conservative at 40, you have no brain. I think he. I think that he took it from somebody else because I think it's very political specifically. I think there was something about socialism, not liberal. I think it was more about communism or socialism, something more about equality. 
If you have Saturn retrograde in your birth chart, are you more used to, comfortable in the effect of these Saturn retrogrades? Yeah, if you're Mercury retrograde, if you're Saturn retrograde and you have, and we're doing Saturn retrograde, people want to get some kind of um, a, a note from the astrologer that they're fine in Mercury retrograde because they have Mercury retrograde in their chart. No. It doesn't work like that. I told you the best example would be that let's say you're born in Siberia and you are used to very tough weather. You even walked barefoot on the snow and your grandmother threw you into the ice uh, water so you can get used to it. So it was a terrible experience. But at least you are used to cold. But then you decided that Putin is a puta and you decided to immigrate to another country which is more civilized in a sense. And then you decided to live in California because the weather is great. And you're here. And now suddenly they tell you that there's going to be snow falling in San Francisco where you live. You're still going to be cold. You're still going to feel the snow under your feet. But you will be able to deal with it much better and probably drive much more cautiously and live your life more normally, but still you're going to be freezing, uh, because you lived in Siberia when you were younger. So that's how it works. Or vice versa. Let's imagine you were born in the Sahara and you lived with your camels and you know how to never walk during the day but only travel through the, through the night when the moon is shining and, gui and be guided by the moon. And then they tell you that there is drought coming to Zurich where you live. And yes, you will handle the heat better, but you still sweat. And if you're not going to drink water, you're going to die. So that's how you deal with whatever is happening out there. It could be a conjunction that's happening. It could be a, an aspect that's happening that is still affecting you. But yes, you have been trained to deal with it much better, if that makes um, sense. So let's look at what is going on next um, week. I think that this time it should work. Yes. So June 5th is today. It's a Sunday. The timing is, of course, it's not London time because London is minus one. It's zero, zero. So it's um, universal time. So as you can see from the chart, Gemini, we only have the sun in Gemini right now. So even though we are under the influence of Gemini, there is way more Taurus energy. There is alignment of Taurus happening right now. We have the, the north, I'm sorry, we have Minerva, the goddess of wisdom on top of Uranus, a beautiful energy of an awakening of wisdom and uh, on top of the North Node and on top of Mercury. That's what was going on um, for me in Omega, I think, when I met a lot of these Athena uh, women because we were all together uh, teaching, learning. So that's precisely what's going on right now. You have a lot of influence over Taurus. And Taurus is the energy, again, of money, talent, self-worth. A lot of your talents are surface, surfing, surfacing are coming up uh, like sprouts that you've planted a long time ago and now you're starting to see it green. Don't forget that Taurus and Gemini are still during the season of spring, at least in the Northern Hemisphere where astrology was developed. So we have Venus in Taurus, Minerva in Taurus, Uranus in Taurus, the North Node that asks us to learn about Taurus and Mercury in Taurus. So what it means is that until July, July, 2023, North Node is in Taurus and it's supposed to teach us about Taurus. So what will happen uh, is that now we actually are going to the Taurus school 
because we have a lot of planets, 30, 40% of our chart is in Taurus, and then we have the chance to learn what we're supposed to learn. So if there's things that this year you are supposed to learn and to master in, in relation to Taurus, uh, your talents, your potential of making money, a connection to the five senses. This is a time that this is actually happening in a very, very good way. And the fact that Minerva, the goddess of wisdom, is on top of Uranus. Whenever Uranus touches a planet, it awakens it. It's kind of an alarm clock. It awakens it. It brings it into the surface. It's sometimes disruptive because uh, if you need to awaken somebody who's in uh, his sleep, it's not the, the easiest thing. You know, it's sometimes disrupting your dreams. It's disrupting sometimes illusions, disruption of uh, a relationship that maybe you thought was really good for you, but actually ain't so good. So that's precisely what this Minerva is doing to us right now because she's located between Venus, relationship, partnership, finance, and Uranus. And the North Node is touching, is very close to uh, Mercury. It's very close to Uranus. Uranus is going to be touching the North Node. I told you it's very rare. It's happening at the end of uh, uh, June, all of July. We'll talk about the dates. And that's uh, because Uranus is moving forward very slowly. It's a slow planet, but the North Node is going backward. So they're going to actually meet. We'll talk about it here. Uh, I think that from the solstice is going to be stronger. But again, it's very much a week of Taurus and, uh, and Aries. You have Jupiter in Aries. We have Mars in Aries. And remember, I'm not blaming Mars for all the shooting, but the shooting we had in Texas, which was the most horrific lately, was happening on the first day or did happen when Mars moved for the first time this year into Aries or the first year and a half into Aries. So there is some aggression out there. And Jupiter is close, getting, is very close to Mars. So still there is a tendency to shoot first and then ask questions. And Mars is going to be coming closer and closer to Chiron. And Chiron is, of course, the wounded healer. The moon is opposite to Saturn. It's going to be all of today. So again, not only Saturn, as you can see, it has an S there because it's stationary. Um, it's a little bit sluggish. It's a little bit more emotional. You might feel as if you're having a jet lag, even though the only place you went is to the coffee shop and back. You know, so uh, what is a jet lag? A jet lag is that your body is here and your soul is someplace else. So it takes time for the soul to kind of catch up. So we're all feeling a little bit, uh, a, a little bit more tired, maybe a little bit more, I told you, sad. And that's because of that Saturn stationary. And Saturn is in Aquarius, which is his traditional sign. What's happening uh, tomorrow as we're moving into June 6th, it's a Monday, the moon is shifting gears into Virgo. And the moon in Virgo, the sun in Gemini, a lot of editing, a lot of criticism, a lot of uh, precision. So if you need something to do that is precise, that needs to be paying attention to small details, that demands analytical um, work, this is actually not too bad. Monday and Tuesday, we're going to have moon in Virgo, which is the editor, and Gemini, which is the writer. So we're literally going to have the writer and the editor. The only thing is that the writer uh, might want to write a lot of things and the editor will cut things with his red pen that will piss off the writer. And maybe the editor will tell the writer to just shut up. And why before you write, why do I have to do all the editing? Why don't you just edit a little bit in your head before you write all that crap? So there's going to be some of that conversation between the editor and the writer. So again, like Jesus said, give to God what is God and to Caesar what is Caesar's. Give Gemini what that Gemini needs, which is information, interest, writing, communication, sales, and then let the moon in Virgo do the editing, the, the accounting. And again, the moon being in Virgo, while all that influence is happening in Aquarius, in Taurus, is actually very, very positive. And the moon is going to move away from that opposition to Saturn. 
which is really is definitely going to help. Besides that, um, you see Minerva and Uranus are still touching each other, which is really, really good. And Venus is coming closer and closer to Uranus. Actually, Venus is going to be touching Uranus at the end of this week, I think on the 10th and 11th of uh, June. And that is unique. That means a lot of encounters with strange, interesting people. Uh, it talks about a little bit of disruption with money and finance. I've noticed that sometimes the market doesn't react that well when Venus is on top of Uranus. So pay attention a little bit. And Venus being very coming very close to Minerva is going to bring wise people into your life or your artistic expression or even your ability to make money is more connected to strategy and 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 the focus that Athena can actually give you. If we look at June 7th, you see that the moon is very squaring the sun. So let's say if you need editing without so much fighting, Monday is much better. Tuesday, uh, the fights are getting a little bit rougher because maybe the editor is getting a little bit pissed off by the white Gemini was writing. So you see that square between the moon and the sun. So again, whatever you consider as your spiritual and, and uh, spiritual parents, mother and father, or your biological mother and father, your adopted mother and father, might be some having some wars there, especially with um, the black moon being square with Mars and being square with Jupiter. That again is never good news. So again, there could be some ag aggression that comes from emotions that were repressed or denied at that time um, so pay a little bit more attention to that we see that Minerva is coming closer and closer to the, the the north node which is great because the north node the dragon is something that has to do with learning and things that you know from past lifetime and Minerva is there to remind you that Minerva is the goddess of wisdom and, and Uranus there awakens this whole thing so that's actually pretty good. And you can see that the moon is sending beautiful energy to Minerva, beautiful energy to Uranus, beautiful energy to Venus. So it's actually an interesting day for relationship, as long as you can stay out of a criticism of yourself or other people, as long as you don't want to change the people around you. The moon is going to be probably a little bit void, of course. On, no, actually not too bad because the moon is sending beautiful energy to Pluto and you see a triangle forming. Trines are always good. Triangles for me are lucky and not only they're lucky, they're also associated with protection and they're associated with a sacred mountain. The sacred mountain is our ability, like the ladder of Jacob, to climb to our higher self, to climb to the divine. So we have a climbing thing happening on Wednesday, um, Wednesday, June 8th. Very interesting positive energy. The moon is sending beautiful energy to Pluto. That's always good. Pluto is your seat of power. And look at Pluto. He's getting only positive energy from Neptune, from the North Node, from Mercury, from the moon. So people like uh, that connect to their power know what to do with their power. It's really good. There's a lot of resources for you on Wednesday. So again, Wednesday is a great day for uh, business, for art, for creativity, for health, anything grounding. So let's call, well, let's call Wednesday the Earth Day this week, a, a day that you can ground yourself in a very, very positive way. Now, uh, on June 9, we have the moon moving into Libra. And that is Libra, moon in Libra is the moon of peace, but the moon is opposite to Mars and the moon is opposite Jupiter. And that could be over smothering some people or some people might be feeling over nurturing in a way. Uh, we have a lot of Venus activity. Moon in Libra is ruled by Venus. Venus is in Taurus, her own sign. We have a lot of energy in Taurus, which is ruled by Venus. So it's a Venusian day. It could be a day of peace if you're not overdoing it and if you're not 
too reactive because the moon opposite to Mars can be aggravating, especially to mothers. You know, it's almost as if you're a mother and your baby is crying quite a lot and all you want is peace. You know, so again, it could be a little bit reactive energy. So in uh, Thursday, be careful of werewolves. Um, yeah, on the way here from my from the coffee shop, I was thinking, yeah, cat day. I, I remember I was thinking about days that are that are actually falls in the right zodiac. So I was saying, telling you, like cat, uh, the international cat day is celebrated by Leo. And then I thought, what about dogs? And I don't know if we have a dog day, an international dog day. Maybe somebody of you know. But when I looked uh, to see what is the archetype or what is the god, the Greek god that is associated with dogs or wolves, of course, wolves, is Apollo. Uh, I thought it was Mars because uh, Romulus and Romulus were raised by wolf, um, but it's not. Apparently, Mars is the boar and Apollo has to do with the wolves. So it should be celebrated again also during Leo. You just understand now why cats and dogs are fighting because they belong, in a sense, to the same archetype, which kind of makes sense because Leo is loyalty. And even if people say that cats are not loyal, eh, they do. And it's coming from somebody whose cats left him and have returned lately. Yeah. Anyway, we have um, Moon in Libra. Just don't overdo it during uh, Thursday. Just try to be a little bit more at peace. And right on the in Friday, we're already going to have the Moon in Libra. So we're going to have that moon in Libra, which is really a, a good, peaceful day. We're oh, talking about um, the cat and the cat arrives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's lamenting. He's the most lamenting cat I've ever met. He's like King David uh, lamenting for his lover, but all the time. You know, it's almost as if I know, I know you're sad that Jonathan died, but I mean, come on, it's been a few years you're lamenting. Anyway, the moon in Libra is actually pretty good during Gemini because it creates another trine. So if we're talking about an air time that is very good for you, an air day, air is communication, marketing, sales, anything to do with business, that would be actually on Friday. Because on Friday, which is, um, uh, we have the moon trining uh, Sun and also trining Saturn. So we have another triangle this year, this week, which is great. We had one triangle of uh, Earth on Wednesday and Friday we have a triangle of air, a lot of movement, a lot of breathing. So that's a great day for, like I told you, communication, spending time with friends because we have Aquarius friendships, trining Libra, which is relationship and the Sun, which is connection and everything it has to do with putting things together. So again, great day for peace because then Mars is not pissed off so much. Uh, Mars is actually getting, hmm, no, it's getting uh, overall, is quiet, you know, at least it's quiet, but he's getting very close to Chiron. Now that's going to be more in the weekend when Mars is going to be touching Chiron. I'm not sure. So the weekend can be a little bit tricky, especially because Mars can be a little bit aggressive. But Chiron is the teacher of the uh, God, uh, the teacher of the fighters and the warriors. So maybe Mars is going to the crystal cave of Chiron uh, to learn instead of to shoot and kill. But as you know, one of his students did injure him. So be careful Saturday, Sunday, but we'll talk about it in a second. But not to jump, Friday, great day of peace overall because of that triangle and that could give you very good time for the last day of the week again to get things done especially because now we don't have mercury retrograde anymore 
And Saturday, what we have is the moon moving into Scorpio. And because the moon is in Scorpio, opposite to all of these planets in Taurus, there could be some tension between your relationship and your family members. Or uh, mother figures can act a little bit crazy. So if you're a mother, try not to be crazy. Hmm. Uh, if you're a, a, a son or a daughter, try not to put your mother in a situation that makes her crazy. But overall, it's breaking away from some parental influence, genetic influence. Something's going to happen on Saturday that allows you to kind of free yourself from predisposition. Um, we still have the influence of Taurus because Mercury is still in Taurus until the 13th, like I told you. And Jupiter and, and Mars and Chiron, it's going to be more about uh, that. We'll talk about more next week. But Moon in Scorpio is always a moon of transformative moon. It's a moon of change. It's a moon of magic. So there's definitely a lot of magic transformation happening in Saturday. But there is definitely a martial influence. Mars is in Aries, his own sign. And the moon is in Scorpio, which is ruled by Mars. And on Sunday, we have... Ah, well, Sunday we'll talk next week. But the moon is still in Scorpio on Sunday. Let's see if there's any questions coming from... Yeah, so one of the things that I wanted to make sure that uh, I'm reminding you that October 12, uh, 14 to the 16th, we're going to do a class on astrology in Omega. And now I'm going to go to Omega regularly. So if you're in the East Coast, and actually we had some people from Europe, we had some people, I think, from the West Coast. It's really a magical place if you haven't been to Omega. It's only two hours from New York. I mean, I've never, I don't think I've seen, I haven't been to Ireland, so I apologize, but I've never seen so many shades of green and it's really beautiful. And all of that green in October is going to transform into red and, and orange and um, yellow. So the foliage around that time in Omega is amazing. It will be the best time to actually talk about astrology. And what we plan to do is help you become your own astrologer and not only understand how to interpret your chart, but even get into transits. And I plan to add a lot of exercises that I've picked up over the years because it's been a long time since I've done a workshop on how to read your chart. And I'll put it again uh, that link, uh, just make sure to reserve your space because the good space is there to sleep. Uh, get um, They, they um, get sold out pretty fast. So uh, try to, um, I hope to see you guys there. And we're going to also work with time travel meditation. It's something new that I started developing. And um, that would be a great thing for you to experience, especially in the context of astrology. Um, let's see. If I plan to do the um, chart reading class in UK, no plans yet. Let's see. Yeah, anything to do with writing and editing in the beginning of the week will be great. Let's see. Dog day, 26th of August. Is it? Dog day is 26th of August. Well, that's interesting because dog day, doing it on 26th of August makes it a Virgo, which does make sense because dogs are usually, I mean, work dogs. I mean, the first dogs were not, I'm not going to say Chihuahua because Chihuahua is actually is a work dog. They were used to um, get into small places and deal with rats and stuff like that. But most of the uh, dogs were work dogs. So it makes sense. And also pets are ruled by Virgo. So it kind of makes sense. Uh, no dogs days, dog days. There is a dog day also during July, but that's for a different reason. Let's see. Yeah, um, I'm not sure I'm going to do it in uh, L.A., but, you know, Omega is not that far compared. I mean, it's all relative. For me, it was like 
five hours flight. That's kind of close. Uh, will Saturn retrograde affect things to slow in a slow way? You know, um, it is gonna slow things. It got, it's gonna slow certain things, but it also could slow inhibitions, if that makes sense. So while it can slow processes, it can also slow down whatever prevent people from acting crazy. So it could loosen some of the chains that cause us to behave in a more reasonable way and therefore cause people to behave in an unreasonable way. So it can go two ways. And um, Andy, do you have um, offer visual classes for the topics you teach in Omega? Not yet, because it's a big, it's a really, I mean, it's a big class. It's going to be long, but I will try to talk to Omega and see if they do it. But they, they don't do any classes on Zoom, no? I know that they don't. Uh, when is the good time to travel? All your life. I think that all your life it's good to um, to travel. Frozen. I'm frozen? I don't think so. I'm, uh, I don't have fever. I'm not frozen. You were, but not now anymore. Ah, was I? Well, I'm sorry for being frozen. I guess it's the example from Siberia. There's a lot of shamans in Siberia and they probably just uh, got pissed off from me saying bad things about Siberia. So, guys, have an amazing week. Uh, thanks a lot for um, um, being with me on this Sunday. And next Sunday, I hope I will manage to do it from Yosemite. Uh, if not, I will be... No, I'm sure I will be managing something. Uh, maybe I'll be more frozen than um, uh, heated, but it's okay. And um, I will send it off with uh, email. So again, thanks a lot. And next week, I promise with the live Instagram that we'll have time for questions and I'll be able to actually read it. Now I can read it. It's kind of a test to uh, my eyes because the phone is like, oops, it's far away. But I can see the hearts, the pink and the, and the red ones and the waves. So thanks a lot and have an amazing, amazing week with all these trines and all these sacred mountains of earth and air. <laughs>